So I brought my little friend here with me today. Who knows what this little bear is called? Paddington? There's a good few guesses there. Nehemiah was telling me last week about his holiday and how he'd watched the Paddington Bear movie. And it made me think about that lonely bear, rejected and no place to call home. Paddington was a bear who loved marmalade sandwiches. He lived in Peru with his aunt and uncle until an earthquake destroyed their home. And Paddington was forced to relocate in London. Is that right, Nehemiah? Yeah? I've got the facts right. That's good. Okay. When he got there, he was found by the Brown family. And they discovered a little note attached to the bear saying, please look after this bear. Thank you. So the Brown family took Paddington in and looked after him. They took him in and they adopted him. And it kind of got me thinking about us as Christians, or pre-being a Christian. Just as the Browns took in Paddington and adopted him, so God first loved us and offers to adopt us into his family. When I think of the story and what Nehemiah was saying about Paddington last week, it reminded me of the verse in Ephesians 1, 4-5, even before God made the world. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Isn't that amazing? This morning we are all invited to be adopted into God's family just as Paddington Bear was adopted into the Browns family and looked after. And in 1 John 4, it says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And that is a promise we have when we get to know Jesus. Um, the Browns welcome Paddington into their home, and it was reluctantly, unlike God, who is our heavenly loving father who longs for us to be in his family. And he's planned for us all to be part of his family. And he holds out his hand to anyone who would accept his invite and be adopted into his family. In our Sunday's kids sessions, our aim is to connect kids to God, to show them this truth. And we run a relational ministry where we listen and we take things that the kids are interested in and we point them to Jesus through those things. So we have those lovely conversations with our children week by week. And when we can use those things that they talk to us about, we help them see Jesus in those things that they're interested in. Um, Jesus once told a parable about building our lives on strong foundations. And it's a really important thing to do. And here at Junction 10, the kids team work really hard to enable the kids to understand Jesus' teaching and build strong foundations, developing good friendships. And that is all really helpful to their spiritual development. Now, the kids and youth love setting the elders' challenges. 
So we have one for them here today. Don't worry, I have spared you from the spinny wheel thing and those awful things you have to drink, okay? We didn't do the camp challenge for you. So you've been spared for that. So would you like to come to the front and would the congregation like to give them a big round of applause as they come up and help me with the next bit of my... <laughs> Okay, we have two. We can do it with two. Joe needed the loo. How convenient. <laughs> okay, um, so many of you might remember a song. I was shocked this morning before the service to discover that Mick doesn't actually know this song. It's about building our lives on Jesus. It's about that parable, building your life on the rock. Kevin's going to say he doesn't know it now. I checked with Gemma. She thinks you do. <laughs> so, there's a song many of us will have sung in Sunday school about building strong foundations, and I'm sure you know it. No? <laughs> the wise man built his house upon the rock. So, it's going to come up on the screen, so you can all follow the actions, and then afterwards we're going to vote on which actions you like the best. Okay, we'll do a noiseometer, and you can cheer for the, the elder you thought did the best. Okay, oh, Jack's gone and got him. Jack's not letting him out of this. I told you, the young people love seeing the elders up here doing things. So, Joe, you get, we're going to do the wise man build his house upon the rock, that parable that Jesus told, but we're doing it song version. I'm sure you did it in Sunday school, and it's a dance-off. Lead the actions, and then they're going to vote. Vote on which one. So I hope you remember the actions. We can all sing and clap along, and you've all got to follow the actions. Okay, help them out here. Okay, are we ready with the... With the um... Okay. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock, and the rains came tumbling down. The rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up, and the house on the rock stood firm. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. Upon the sand, and the rains came a tumbling down. The rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up. And the house on the sand went splat. So build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. So build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. So build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing.
Very good. You've got a hard decision now, but okay, we'll start at the left and we'll go to the right. So if you think Joe deserves to be the winner, after three, cheer. And when I do this, that means stop, just in case you go on forever. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, was that a good round of applause? Was it mediocre? Let's see how it compares to Rachel's round of applause. One, two, three. This is hard. Okay, maybe this will be the outright decider. <laughs> Let's give it up for Kev. One, two, three. Okay, this is really hard. Let's, let's just, I've got to get this really fair. And I don't have my soundometer, which is measuring it, so. <laughs> no, okay, so. For Joe, one, two, three. Okay, Matt has come prepared. Okay, for Rachel. Okay, and for Kev. Okay, the, the sound detector says that Kevin is the winner. He is the best dancer. Okay, thank you so much. You may take your seats. Thank you. Okay, so in kids' ministry, we want to see our kids building strong lives based on the rock of Jesus. We want them to grow in wisdom and knowledge of God, and we want them to build good friendships. We want them to see church as a happy place that they enjoy and look forward to coming to, a place where they feel welcome and accepted. And the good news is, I think we're doing a fairly good job from the feedback we get from our kids and the growth in our young people, as you can see. Now, Jesus was a very wise man when he told this parable to teach his disciples the importance of building strong lives based on wisdom and kingdom values. If we agree with that that this was a really important teaching that Jesus gave us. I wonder how much time we invest each week into building those strong lives full of godly wisdom. Taking time to learn about him, to pray and to seek him. The Bible tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I wonder how much time we devote each week to following and seeking 
the kingdom of God. So I've got a little PowerPoint here, and we're going to look, according to Google, this is where some of our hours go each week. We all have 168 hours in the week. This is something that's fair. Everybody has the same number of hours. Okay, nobody has more, nobody has less. We all have 168 hours. Now, Google says that apparently children spend sleeping, can you guess, is it A, 70 hours? How many, how many hours do you think you spend sleeping, kids? 56, 42, or 70? Hands up if you think it's A. Hands up if you think it's B. Hands up if you think it's C. Parents, hands up if you feel it's a lot less. <laughs> okay, I can tell you that the correct answer is, kids, you spend 56 hours asleep a week, on average, according to Google. Okay, and then the next big eater of your time is going to school. On average, you spend 35 hours a week in school. Okay. And the next big eater of time, won't be a surprise to a lot of you, screen time. This will vary a lot from household to household, but according to Google, 28 to 42 hours a week engaged in some form of screen time. How long do you think you spend eating a week? If you add all those meal times together, what do you get? Let's have a look. 10 hours. Sean, you probably do spend 15. Yeah, Sean said 15. He's probably right for himself. <laughs> All the energy he needs. And playing outside. How long do you think you spend playing outside? Whisper it to the person sat next to you. Oh, it's up already. Seven hours a week. Okay. And the next one. Don't show the screen yet. How long do you think you spend in the bathroom? Go into the toilet. <laughs> if you dare, whisper that to the person next to you. How long do you spend in the bathroom? Let's not get into any family disputes, though. Okay, are you ready for the answer? Are you ready for the answer? Four hours a week. All those visits to the bathroom... According to Google, I did not set my stopwatch every time I went into the bathroom this week. Okay. And then we're coming to the last screen. And maybe, more importantly, how many hours a week do we spend here at church in comparison with everything else? Let's move it on to the next one. Kids' discipleship about one and a half hours a week. That's what we spend here. Um, so how does that float? If we're building these strong lives on this strong foundation for Jesus, we have to go to school and we have to sleep. We have to do all these other things. But how much time are we investing in building these strong lives and getting to know Jesus. On a Sunday, we can spend an hour, an hour and a half, two hours here. And as a team, we're committed in that very small window of time we have each week to help build strong foundations for the next generation. 
And we want to see our kids stand firm when the storms of life come. We want them to know Jesus as their friend and saviour, walking through life with them in every situation. And it was great to hear Millie's story earlier on and her five minute of how God walked through that situation with her. And people here have helped contribute to her building that strong foundation that has helped her walk through that situation, which is great. And parents, your influence in your children's life will be far greater than the impact that we'll ever make as a team in the short time that we have. And parents, as a team, we're committed to partnering with you to help build these strong lives. Later in the term, we're going to be looking at a new series called The Father's House, which will be a great tool to help us build those strong lives on good foundations. The program's going to run in kids' ministry. It's going to run in here. And we, I would say it would be really good parents if you can get your kids here early so that they can engage in worship before we head out because it's a really important time in their day to, to be here worshipping. And one of the, some of the kids have said it's one of their favourite parts of the morning is worshipping with everybody in the main church. And the one thing you can do in helping your children build these firm foundations is making church a priority every week, making it priority to get here and engage and letting your kids know that it's a real priority in your family life and on your family calendar to be here. And regular attendance means that they build great friendships too. And those friends in make a huge impression on our kids as they grow up and if they've got good friends here then they want to come to church because they want to see their friends and the other thing is research has estimated that 75 percent of christians make a commitment of some of sort as a child 75 percent of people who are sat in church as adults will have found Jesus in some shape or form and had some foundation laid when they were in their childhood. So, I wonder, this morning, I'm sure we have some wise investors. If I was to give you a £1,000 to invest and you had the choice of a 4% return, a 6% return, or a 75% return, I wonder where you would invest your money. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? You're going to invest it in the 75%. Now, today, we've heard all about the gift of time. We all have 168 hours in a week that we can choose to invest. Kids' ministry is a great place to invest that time and some earn some fruit yeah know that you're investing into a worthy cause 75 percent of children make that decision but one thing when i was a teenager there were two lines of a poem that i really really remember and they were only one life will soon be passed only what's done for christ will last and those words lodged in my mind as a teenager and it really helped me to focus on doing kingdom things and building in serving into my my daily life because I realized when we're building strong foundations only what we do for Christ will last for eternity 
And this morning, we've seen Justine serve faithfully for many years. And we have lots of children and young people. And we need to keep that ministry burning strong. And we need your help to do that. When we were on camp, the leaders' sessions Matt was talking about, one of the leaders said... We're having these sessions and we're investing in the leaders because we want to send these young people back to leaders and churches where they can keep that fire burning. We don't want the leaders in the churches to be the fire extinguishers when these kids go back home. And we're in kids' ministry, there's lots of people on the rotary, as you've seen, but we've got some children with additional needs and we, our kids' numbers are growing. We need to start running two groups on a Sunday morning. And we need more names on the rotor to help cover those, those groups and those sessions. So to keep building the strong foundations, we need more support and more volunteers to help. And that can look different. You can sit on the rotor for a couple of times a month. You can come on once a month. You could say just once every half a term. There are different roles that we need help with, um, some more hands-on than others. You could help on reception, ticking the names in as the kids come in. That's a role Judith did for many years, and Judith stepped down a year or so ago. And with these children that need extra help, they need someone just to sit alongside them. And we could do with a, a few people who would be happy to come into our sessions and just sit with one of these children that needs that additional help. Maybe you need to explain it to them. They might need just listening to. There's many different needs. So we're just asking if you could consider giving some of your time each week to come and help us in the kids' ministry. And there are other things you can help. We do extra events We'd love to do more extra events where the kids can get together and go for a game of golf. We did that a year or so ago, and they love that. And it might be that you can say, well, I don't mind helping out on an extra trip. So you could put your names down for that. Phil and Rachel, we've got a little stand outside. So if you want to come and see us after the service, we would love it if you'd like to sign up and help and come and join us on the kids' team. Um, next week, just so parents know, we're hoping to, well, we are, we're, we're having, all the kids team are coming next week and we're having a session after the dedication and we're inviting you all to come. And if you've got a new one that's starting kids ministry, parents are invited to come in to kids ministry next week as well to settle your kids in. Or maybe you've had a kid in kids ministry for a while and you're thinking, what exactly do they do in there? If you want to come in and join us next week and see what we're doing, then we'd love you to come. But if you get your kids here next week, we're doing a, a sample session so that they can come along and a taster session to see how it's going to look, having two groups, and they can see that, how that's going to look. And if you're interested in helping in kids' ministry and you're thinking, well, I don't know what it looks like, I could help, but I'm a bit uncertain then you can come and join us next week too. Okay, just sign in at kids' reception and let us know that you'd like to come in for a trial session and have a look what happens in our ministry. We'd love to see you and we'd love for you to come and have that sample and see what we do and get involved that way.